I use Discuss commenting system on my blog. So it's that kind of like blue box that pops up saying there's a new comment. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, So I clicked it and like, it's literally a comment from Seth Godin. This is the Mad Lemmings podcast, episode number 14. Welcome to another episode of the Mad Lemmings Podcast. I'm Ashley Fawkes, your host, and I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. I'm, of course, in Switzerland in the middle of Europe, and most of you are probably in countries like the States or Australia, UK. So hi to you guys out there, and welcome to another episode. Today I have an interesting guest on the show, a guy who's actually a very unknown blogger, and uh, his blogs are actually not getting a lot of traffic. But the reason I got him on the show is that he's managed to get the attention of some very influential people using some really interesting techniques I thought we should all hear about. He's actually managed to get a comment from Seth Godin on his first post on his new blog. He's also managed to get a job with lead pages. I'm not sure if you know lead pages, but I use them all the time for getting people to sign up to my list and things like that. You'll also get that if you try and get the PDF to the podcast. You'll get a lead pages lead box. They're a really big conversion optimization company by using landing pages and so forth. And he's now going to be working with those guys, which is amazing, just from a post that he wrote about their marketing techniques. He also managed to get hold of the uh, Wistia manager, one of the founding partners, I believe, who responded to a post he wrote about Trader Trader Joe's, who if you're in the States, you probably know is a quite interesting uh, supermarket chain. They do things quite differently. So he's basically got some great ideas and techniques to get noticed out there by uh, getting hold of influential people, writing about them and actually emailing and tweeting to them in the right way. So I hope you certainly get something out of his techniques. He's had a lot of success with them and I hope you can as well. So here we go. All right, welcome to the show, Will. I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me, Ashley. Happy to be here. And uh, you're calling me from Nebraska, right? No, it's uh, Nashville. Nashville, actually. Tennessee. Okay, my yeah, excuse, Nashville, Tennessee. Excuse me, my, my my American geography is not as not as good as it should be. But let's just quickly dive into uh, your background. What's uh, yeah? Give us a quick rundown. Sure. Yeah. For so for um, I guess the last five years or so, uh, I, I did a lot of uh, freelancing, consulting work, uh, copywriting, uh, email marketing content marketing, uh, blogging, stuff like that, um, locally and, uh, just, you know, with people from a variety of locations around the country. Um, and so back in January of this year, uh, 2014, I started a new blog of my own called copy grad, uh, which was designed to be all about just teaching copywriting stuff and, you know, online marketing, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so recently I've had a little bit, I guess it's more than a little bit of a career change, but, um, I, I wrote a post about a a company that I was a customer of and a big fan of called lead pages, uh, and lead pages. It's, uh, like a landing page creation, uh, and lead generation software basically. Um, and I actually, I used it a lot with, uh, you know, the, you know, at the very beginning of 
getting started building my copyright email list. And as it continued to grow, I was using lead pages a lot. So anyway, I wrote this post kind of just about their uh, launch strategies that they use because they had this really cool way of launching new features. Um, and so after I did that, uh, I kind of, you know, I tweeted it out a little to uh, the company's co-founder, Clay Collins, uh, and, you know, the company Twitter account and stuff like that. And anyway, uh, you know, not thinking anything of it, really, just being like, hey, you know, I, I wrote this about you guys. Uh, <laughs> ho- I hope you don't mind <laughs> and that sort of thing. And uh, anyway, so I got uh, a message back from from Clay, actually, uh who uh, I think I mentioned, he's the co-founder uh, of the company. And, uh, and he was like, Hey, you know, we're actually interested in uh, hiring a copywriter. Uh, would you want to hop on the phone sometime? And so I was kind of, you know, Whoa, like Shocked. that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And, you know, I wasn't looking for a job or anything, but you know, it was uh, an opportunity to talk to, you know, the founder of a company that I really like. So I was like, you know, sure, I'd be glad to. Uh, so anyway, we got on the phone and kind of started this relationship. And, you know, I ended up flying up to Minneapolis where they're located. Um, and one thing led to another. And, like, I fell in love with the company so much. And the the team they have there, just an, like, amazing team of people. Um, that, yeah, I ended up accepting a job doing a uh, copywriting and content development for lead pages and just started that last week. So, so yeah, that's what I'm doing still, you know, doing a lot of writing about, um, copywriting, content marketing, that sort of thing, conversion optimization. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be doing a lot of content for their blog and, you know, their community and, uh, helping write copy and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, exciting, exciting changes. Yeah, well, congrats. It's actually one of the reasons I got you on here today was to talk about this whole, this oh, whole strategy yeah, and it's you. actually worked really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, definitely crazy, unexpected, but, but yeah, I definitely learned some things from the experience. Yeah, it's interesting how you can, you can touch, and we were just discussing this before we started recording, but how you can touch people who are seemingly quite high or influential or whatever you want to call that. And you can actually get hold of them by just almost being reasonable or being nice or being, you you don't, you don't even have to send them a box of chocolates, but you know, (laughs) right. Yeah. And yeah, I mentioned to you when we were talking about this, but like, um, in doing freelancing for, you know, some different bloggers and stuff prior to all this, who, um, who had, you know, fairly sizable email lists and online followings. One thing that I, I kind of noticed in seeing, you know, people reach out to them was that like 95, like 95% might even being generous. It might be more like 97 or 99% <laughs> of, of stuff that, uh, that a lot of people, uh, you know, who have followings get pitch to them or even just like, you know, when someone says, Hey, I wrote this about you and they send it to you like so often it's just, like, so not good. And like, I, I feel bad, you know, saying that, but it's just, um, what I kind of noticed is that, you know, if you're taking your time and producing stuff that, that is truly like high quality, high value content, 
Um, and you, you, you know, you take a little bit of time and energy to make it presentable, make it look nice, you know, demonstrate that there's thought and, you know, real craftsmanship behind what you're doing. Um, and you kind of put it out there, whether it's through Twitter or shooting someone an email, um, you know, someone who's an influencer, um, it, it, if you've taken the time and invested in your material, like it's going to stand out so much from what they're used to receiving from people. Um, and so that was, you know, one kind of surprising thing that I discovered that really helped me, um, in growing copyright early on and, you know, in eventually getting opportunities like, uh, this job with lead pages, for example. Yeah. I mean, the first thing, I guess the first opportunity you got there was the blog post, right? That was where I came across your, your, right. writing, your writing, actually. Was that the first thing that they asked or was it already yeah. half, half done by then? No, like, um, I, no, I hadn't even started on that, but the, the first time I talked to Clay, um, he, he was, you know, interested in us, you know, working together in some capacity. So just the first kind of thing he suggested was, you know, we'll, you know, why don't you try writing a blog for us? Um, which I was definitely more than willing to do, uh, cause you know, I, I think at the time, you know, my blog had had maybe like 500 unique visitors or something. So like, you know, it was getting good response. It just, it didn't have a ton of traffic. I didn't have a huge following or anything. And you know, that the, the lead pages blog, I, I think, you know, their list is over 75,000. So, yeah. you know, that was a huge, opportunity um that came out of that yeah it's a it's quite a it's quite a good strategy if you can if you can manage that and and that was what i what i was hoping to to chat with you about today i mean these these results that you've had and these these ideas that you've done i mean i've seen similar things done before but you seem to have basically grabbed the bull by the horns and gone right i'm starting this blog and i'm going to leverage people directly or indirectly by writing stuff, which I want to write anyway. Right. And, and try to maybe get somebody a lot bigger than me to notice me. So what was your, what was your thinking behind that? And so, for example, let's take the, uh, the Seth Godin one, which is sure. quite amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was like my first, uh, kind of like, holy crap type moment. Um, but and and one thing uh, I want to say also is that this this uh, this blog uh, Copygrad it was actually it's the third blog that I've started and like the first two did not do well at all and like I, you know I just completely fizzled out on them after you know six months of trying on each and not getting any real response so but but uh, so what I noticed with this strategy was the the very first post that I wrote for Copygrad. Um, was a post about, uh, it was, uh, five copywriting tactics you can steal from Seth Godin. And so it was just kind of an idea that came naturally, you know, the way ideas you like come. Uh, I got, you know, I'm on Seth Godin's email list and he sent out an email, I want to say like last November, it was a little before Christmas sometime. And he was just, um, it, he had like links to five different products that were unrelated to him. They were just products that he really liked a lot. And he wrote like a little chunk of copy about each one. And the copy was so good that like, uh, like I ended up buying one of the products. It was a pair of headphones <laughs> actually. Um, but like I wanted to buy all of them and I was just sitting there. I was like, man, like, 
you know, I'd, I'd read some stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I'd read some of Seth Godin's books, but I was like, he's also this good at writing copy. Like, this isn't fair, man. Like, um, so, so anyway, I, I started writing this post. I, you know, I was sort of already mentally kind of picking apart uh, the copy he had written and like why I thought it was good and what techniques were at play and that sort of thing. So anyway, I wrote this, this, uh, it was a longish post, I, I think somewhere between 1500 and 2000 words. Oh, um, and that was the first post I wrote for copy grad. Uh, and you know, it was a new blog. So I had relatively no subscribers or anything. Um, and that morning when I published it, you know, so I tweeted out a link just to, you know, my general audience, which is not very big. And, um, I was like, uh, I was aware of the fact that, you know, Seth Godin actually gets emails that are sent to Seth at Seth Um, and I was like, uh, what the hell, you know, I'll, I'll just send this out to him. And like, you know, I wasn't expecting anything to happen, but I was like, why not? So, you know, I spent maybe two or three minutes writing a super short, I think it was like three paragraph long email just saying like, Hey Seth, uh, (laughs) so, uh, those products you wrote about were awesome. Uh, I got that pair of headphones. Uh, I wrote this post about, uh, you know, your copywriting techniques. Um, you know, thanks for all you're doing. Been a big inspiration. Um, sent it out that morning. Didn't really think anything else about it. I'd forgotten about it by the afternoon. And so I had that blog post sort of pulled up on a tab in my browser and, uh, I, I was working on something else and I noticed out of the corner of my eye that the little, like one new comment thing popped up on, a I use discuss commenting system on my blog. And so it's that kind of like blue box that pops up saying there's a new comment. And I was like, Oh, cool. Uh, so I clicked it and like, it's literally a comment from Seth Godin, like, uh, like apparently he has a discuss account. Like I didn't even know <laughs> you don't see him around. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, he was basically, he, he made a comment about, uh, you know, the, the copy that he wrote was easy because he was writing about stuff. Yeah. He really loved. And then he said, thank you for this post. I read all of it. I loved it. And, uh, I was just like, First of all, like I wanted to make sure this was actually Seth Godin. So like <laughs> I like pulled up, like I clicked on the discuss account and started like analyzing all the comments that this, <laughs> that I think he'd had like 200 something comments on various blogs. And I started like picking them apart, like trying to figure out if this is the real guy. Um, and it, it became fairly clear after a little bit that it was him. Um, and so, you know, at that point I was just kind of like, wow, like, well, you know, I, cause it was cool to receive the comment just from a validation standpoint, you know, uh, someone who's a marketing hero, you know, validating this stuff that I'd done, you know, it was very good just from a personal standpoint. But then, you know, I had this comment from Seth Godin saying that he loved my writing. I was like, <laughs> man, like I'm totally using this as a testimonial. Like when I hit up people for guest posts, like I've got to like, let them know about this just as, you know, social proof or whatever that, um, you know, I have some semblance of knowledge, uh, on a subject. And so anyway, I I was like, 
several weeks after that had gone by, I'd done some more posts and like they'd gotten a decent reaction, but nothing like that had happened. And so I was like, I need to try, like, what did I do with that post that, that made something like that happen? And, uh, so I started breaking it down I was like, okay, so I wrote about someone who I really liked and who a lot of people really like, like people, uh, people who like Seth Godin, it's not just like, they're like, Oh, I like Seth Godin. They're like, Oh my God, I love Seth Godin. (laughs) Like they're nuts. Um, and so I was trying to find stuff like that, that people really love to write about and that I love to write about and just see what they're doing with their copywriting and their marketing and sort of break it down in a fun, interesting way. And so that kind of became the formula, um, for every post that has done something good for me since then. And so I think, I think the next one after that, I wrote about, um, a grocery store chain, uh, called Trader Joe's that we have in the, I don't know if it's outside of the U S or not. I don't um, think so. And I've, I've seen them in the States, but not outside. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a cool little grocery store. Um, and like, they have a really unique way of writing about their products and a fun kind of quirky way. And like it, Trader Joe's fans are the same as Seth Godin fans. Like they freaking love Trader Joe's. Like they would lie down on the street for Trader Joe's. <laughs> um, and so I just, I wrote a post about how Trader Joe's, you know, writes copy their customers love. And that kind of got, bounced around on Twitter a little bit, not by Trader Joe's, um, cause they don't really do a whole lot online. I discovered, but, um, it ended up a guy, um, who works for Wistia, the video hosting company in Boston, um, that I'm also, I, I love their content they put out. Yeah. Their videos um, are really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Their videos are great. And, uh, so a guy over there, Jeff Vincent, um, he, is apparently a, a big Trader Joe's fan and saw the post and was like, Oh man, I've been waiting for someone to write this post. Um, and I said, thanks. And then he tweeted me back and said something like, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how we can improve our, com- our, our copy sometime. Um, and so, you know, that led to just like a, a Skype call with, with Jeff and getting to learn more about what Wisty is doing, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Cause like I said, I'm a huge fan of them. Um, and, and then after that, uh, I think the lead pages post came next. Uh, I wrote the post about how lead pages builds, uh, insane amounts of anticipation into all their product launches. Um, and yeah, that ended up clay saw that and it led to, uh, to a whole new kind of path in my career, which has been really cool. And, uh, kind of strange to believe, but that, you know, a, a tweet can, can actually lead to that. Yeah, sure. It's, uh, the, as I was saying, the leverage sometimes is, is quite, quite crazy. I mean, the people that I've, I've gotten to know even through mm-hmm. posts recently through Pinterest experts and stuff. And yeah, if you have a little bit of credibility, it certainly helps. I mean, if you're approaching them from zero, it doesn't help, but you don't need to, as you're demonstrating. I mean, you have a, right virtually brand new blog or at least a few months old you don't have right. a huge twitter following of fifty thousand people or whatever and no. yet still these people are open to paying attention to a well-presented uh whether it's email or tweet and with good co- with good content behind it right i mean that's basically what you're doing so 
That's that's the goal. Yeah. I mean, it's it's quite an, an amazing thing, and I was just reading here this uh, this breakdown you did of the of the Seth Godin email, which I think is is quite interesting about how you had the oh, subject sure. line and the, and the way you. I mean, you only wrote him a short mail, but you obviously yeah. thought about what you put in there because he's not going to. Necess- First, you've got to catch him with the subject line, right? Because he right. may not even open it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then, and then once you've got him reading, you've got to catch him pretty early on to keep reading it, right? I mean, then he may follow through and click the link. But so, how yeah. did you, how did you break that down? Well, I, when I was writing that email, um, you know, I, I I didn't even really have oh, like I hope Seth promotes my post in mind that much, um, and. And not that it's, you know, wrong to have that in mind. Cause like, I definitely have ever since that happened, but, <laughs> um, but you know, I, so I, I wanted to, you, you mentioned the subject line and I, I spent, a, you know, probably the most time writing that thinking about the, the subject line. Um, and so, like I said, I had bought a pair of these headphones that Seth really liked. And so I was thinking, you know, to connect on a personal level, I won't make, the subject or even the beginning of the email about, you know, the post I've written, I'll just make it about the headphones and be like, man, these headphones are awesome. Thank you for recommending them. Um, and, and, and so, you know, I think making the subject about something, um, that the person you're reaching out to cares about and might have some bit of an emotional connection to, even if it is something, you know, as seemingly superficial as a pair of headphones, uh, like just, just finding some type of common ground or whatever that you can relate to. Uh, I think that helps. And, uh, you know, opening the email, not with an ask right away, but just, you know, some, some way of making a connection, and then, you know, doing a, a, a soft kind of ask, uh, for, for promotion or you don't even have to ask for a promotion. I think in that email, I just, you know, made him aware of it. I was yeah, like, yeah. I wrote this post. Thank you. Um, and yeah, it led to that. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't know it, you know, with something, something like a, a person like Seth, uh, like, obviously I think that there was probably a fair amount of luck played into what happened with him. Um, but you know, I, I do think there are certain things you can do. Um, like, like I was saying just now to, uh, to better your chances of, of, you know, the person opening the email, noticing the email, taking the time to read the email and then going to your post. Uh, cause you know, when you think about it, you're, it, it's a lot of barriers you have to come just to get them to the point of, reading you know the post that you've written yeah i mean as i said first i mean first thing is getting them to open it right so mm-hmm. i mean if you think about and i'm sure you did this you think about what is appearing in his inbox i mean if he doesn't already have a, a right an assistant sort of uh trimming it down for him already and getting rid of the spam or whatever but yeah what's uh-huh. coming in his inbox and uh, i mean i just picked one open earlier in our conversation here that i just had the other day and i get tons of these as well <laughs> And they're just so crazy. These are obviously spam. Greetings of the day. Right. I am Sonia. I was surfing through your website and realized that despite having a good design, it was not ranking on any search engines for most of the keywords about your domain. I mean, interesting uh, premise there, but that's actually not true because it is ranking. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. They obviously haven't done their research, but I got something more interesting this morning, which I actually might follow up on, but the person in my opinion, made a mistake because they cut and pasted 
part of the email in, which in itself is okay. I mean, it's, you know, we can't all write fresh emails for everybody, but the fonts are different and the font sizes are different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. Got- it's, yeah, it's, it's the little things like that, you know, it that looks bad. Can, yeah. So it, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, make that, an effort. That's, yeah, that's not a whole lot you have to do to sort of make it at least look like a normal email someone would send. But yeah, yeah, maybe they don't even know how, but it's like, I mean, I'm not sure if maybe in their email client they didn't see that it was a different font or whatever. But I mean, I don't right. know. If you're doing this on a daily basis, you think you would get good at it. And maybe that's the whole point. That's the reason why you stood out. And they don't. I mean, firstly, you had a personal hook, which I think is great. And I've found that also from meeting people even on the podcast and whatever in the pre-chat, I just like to talk to people and, and get to know them anyway because I'm actually glad to meet them and, and you do right. find common ground usually very quickly and and it's good to chit-chat and then afterwards usually you continue to, to stay in touch and that's really nice. But if you mm-hmm. don't find any common ground, you're like, right, thanks for joining me. Let's <laughs> record the podcast. Okay, I'm only here for the podcast. I don't care about anything else. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Right. And when people do that, they write to me and say, oh, they even write tweets to me and say, oh, can you just retweet this for me? I'm thinking, who are you? Right. <laughs> Do I know yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, – I, I think you have to search for that personal connection and, and, you know, offering the person something that has value for them as well. Uh, so, you know, write, you know, writing that post about lead pages, for example, um, the post and, you know – it, I didn't write the post to make them look really good, but I, I wrote the post kind of about an awesome marketing technique they were using. Um, and, you know, it did bring some attention to the company and stuff. And it was just, it was a good value piece that, you know, that could be useful for them to share as well. Sure. Um, and so as opposed to just asking for a share or whatever, I think creating something that you can see has a use for the person that you want to promote it. Um, you know, if, if that value and that use is clear, then you're not even, you don't really even have to explicitly come out and ask so much as you do just send it their way, you know, say, thank you. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I think people are kind of caught up in they're they're trying to, uh, get a hundred different people to promote their post, you know, so they don't have the time to sort of invest, make that effort to invest personally in their ask. And they just end up, you know, like you said, copying and pasting, you know, and just straight up asking for the promotion, which, you know, it, that will work for, you know, if you do ask a hundred people, I would be shocked if at least, you know, somewhere between one to five of them didn't say yes. Um, but, but yeah, but that's a I, burn, I, that's a burn and run strategy, right? I exactly. Mean. It doesn't build the relationship, um, and often, you know, if they're sharing it, uh, you know, all shares aren't really cre- created equally. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you know, just retweeting something is not as good as if they're like, "Wow, like thank you to so and so for writing this awesome post." You know, if they get excited about it and they really want people to see it, yeah. like they're going to make more of an effort uh, to get it in front of their audience. Yeah, I think that's exactly true. And I, I mean, I've never, I've never actually done that until recently. I've realized that maybe I should have, but, um, this whole asking people to mm-hmm. share my stuff, I've always thought I should earn it. And 
maybe I've done it wrong, but then in in the background, you know, I've gotten to know a few people and I even had a guy I know really well the other day, I won't name names here, but he wrote to me and said, you know what? He said, send me five of your best posts and I'm going to throw them in my tweet stack and tweet them out for you every week. That's awesome. And yeah, you know, because we know each other really well now. We've, I've written stuff for this guy and we have a really good relationship and it's about the, it's, it's all about the relationship. And this, right. is, this has come to me, I think I've almost covered this exact little gem in every podcast i've had every topic i've talked about it's all come down to where's the relationship are you developing the relationship with whoever it is it doesn't have to be a big person or whoever but if you're not forming a relationship then you're you're not really achieving anything it's uh, yeah it's amazing and yeah. uh, this other one that you wrote recently, this post about uh, Ramazzetti, is did did that uh, go anywhere? I was just uh, noticing sure. the other day as well. Yeah, so so that post that you know that was following the exact same strategy I've been talking about. Of um, yeah, I've, I've been a big fan of of uh, particularly the way that uh, Ramit Setti uh, writes emails. I've been on his email list for like a year. And he just, he writes awesome emails and sometimes they'll be like 2000 words long, which is like, really, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of crazy. Like not many people do that. And like, but like, I'm, I always read to the end and, um, yeah, he, he has an amazing online business. And so I've always really liked the way he writes emails. So I wrote a post about, uh, a recent product launch he did. He, I think he wrote like, 20 something emails. I like, I pasted them all into word and like added up the word count. And it was like, I think it was close to like 20,000 words worth of emails he wrote for this product launch. Um, and so anyway, yeah, I wrote that post. Um, I did, I, I sent it to to Ramit in an email. And like when I promoted it on Twitter, um, you know, I, I use his Twitter handle and like, you know, how Ramit said he writes these awesome emails or, or, however it was. Um, and I, I did not hear anything directly from him, but, um, it was another one of those situations, kind of like the Trader Joe's thing where there are lots of Ramit Seti fans out there. Um, and so when they saw the post, you know, they really connected big time with it. Um, and I got several emails about it. Um, I actually, I got, um, I forgot about this. This is kind of a, a recent thing. Uh, I got my first uh, speaking request ever. Wow. Um, awesome. Which I, yeah, I have, I mean, I haven't been chasing that at all. I hadn't even really thought about doing, doing speaking, but um, uh, yeah, it's for a, uh, a, a conference called the social recruiting seminar. Um, I believe and it's, it's in uh, Alberta in Canada mm-hmm. and the guy who's organizing it saw that, post about Ramit and he's a fan of his and emailed me and was like, Hey, you know, I'd love, uh, uh, next May for you to come up here and, and do a, a, a workshop on copywriting for, uh, for recruiters. It's a conference for recruiters basically. And so it, it'll be about like applying copywriting techniques to writing job descriptions. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, so that it's a heavily was, needed. I was just going to say that's really, really needed. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, and it's crazy because I just went through this whole process of recruitment uh, with with lead pages, so it was kind of odd timing. But but yeah, they wrote a like a kick ass job description. So so yeah, and and uh, yeah, it's a subject that I, I have some things to say about. So it, yeah, it was really exciting, and you know that's that's another sort of. 
takeaway is that, uh, it, you know, it doesn't always have to result in the person or company or whatever it is that you're writing about. It doesn't have to result in them promoting you. A lot of times it's in their fan, you know, their fellow fans, uh, finding it and, uh, and connecting with you that way. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that was, that was another really cool result that's happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at your post here. It's actually, I mean, how many words is it? And someone has a lot of pictures in here as well, obviously, but it's really, yeah. really, really, really long. <laughs> it was, yeah, that's, yeah, that's another, a good point is, yeah, that, that's the longest post I've written. And I think it was over 3,000 words. Okay. Um, which, which, yeah, like, I don't, I, being super long isn't a requirement, but, um, you know, I think a post that's at least, in the thousand word range is usually going to give you a better shot than, you know, a quick, like little 500 word post. Um, not that a 500 word post like is always something that's quick and easier to write. Um, you know, it's actually really tough to pull off great posts that are that length. Um, (laughs) I have that problem. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think what I would say is that all of those posts that have done well for me, um, I wouldn't use length to describe them. I would just say that they're very in-depth. Yes. Um, exactly. so, so yeah, they're very thorough, uh, in, in both in analysis of the copywriting and marketing and in describing how you, the reader can implement those techniques and apply them to your business. Uh, so, so that's another two things I think to keep in mind is, having great analysis, but then also having great practical application for the reader. Like they should be able to read your post and not only learn something, but then be like, Oh cool. Now I'm going to go try that like right now with my stuff. Um, so actionable items, things like that, uh, that can, cause if someone can read your stuff and then they actually go do something because of it, like that creates, um, kind of a bond with, with your content that, uh, you know, isn't, isn't always easy to earn, uh, but is definitely stronger than just, you know, a connection made if they just read the post and didn't do anything. Like when they do that action, that's, that's a really big connection that can be made. That's actually a great idea. And you're talking here about teaching and actionable tips and there's one just from you now, <laughs> which, <laughs> sure. is, which is yeah. this actionable connection. And I read, <laughs> I read something in uh, Darren Rouse's uh, book, one of his blogger uh-huh. books, and he was saying about building community. And it's actually quite difficult to do outside of his niche, but he was building his um, digital photography school or whatever it's called. Right. And right. one of the things he used to do was get people to do like um, – homework or a project every week and then join in this community community of assessing and looking at mm-hmm. each other's photos based on a particular tip of the week and it's along the same lines but uh, in marketing you're basically giving people something to do easily in a bro- broken down way and then that mm-hmm. is you are the teacher and they'll remember you for that right yeah and and it's not like everyone is even if you give someone like if you had like the like best greatest tip that like a hundred percent of the time worked for people, which like nothing like that ever exists, even though people say it does. But (laughs) like if you had that and it was real and like everyone knew it was real, there would still be like a good percentage of people reading it who like would not turn around and act on it. So like people, 
even when you put out great actionable stuff, people aren't always going to act on it. But the percentage of people who do um, are going to be like worth so much to your community and your audience. Um, Like they're going to be so engaged. They're going to be the ones, uh, you know, promoting every post you write and commenting all the time. And, you know, down the road, if you're planning on releasing products or anything like that, or if you're trying to get uh, coaching clients, like those are, those are the people that um, are going to be your biggest supporters in, in those areas. That's a great idea. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's something I hadn't thought about actually is, I mean, I always try and provide really useful information, but having this idea of, of developing a, a deeper connection, I've always really missed that that uh, that one point that you just gave that's that's fantastic i'm gonna i'm gonna steal it and use it now <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah oh i i would love to see that that's great so let's just backtrack and uh, cover what we've gone over here and, and sure. so we can we can we can bundle it all into three or four uh tips that people could use i mean basically what we're talking about here is writing great stuff which is then actionable and and detailed and getting somebody's attention whether it's someone specific or a fan base i mean that's Mm -hmm. basically what you've done and uh so how would you go go about thinking about such a topic i saw in one of your posts you were talking about being passionate and writing about things that mean something to you and that you notice on a daily basis how do you normally go about doing that just to give some people an idea yeah well i mean i i uh I've never been a great like note taker kind of person. Um, like in, in school, uh, growing up, you know, I was the kid who had like one notebook that was just like overflowing with crap, like, and like, so disorganized and like, I, you know, didn't take notes in class and stuff like that. So I just didn't have this note taking mind. Um, so one thing I've, I've kind of made an effort to do, especially since, you know, I started writing, more often it's just uh you know whenever i see something i like whatever idea i get um i just make a little uh i have a note on my iphone and i just you know it's called blog ideas and just write everything down there um and you know i i know that's a fairly common tip um but but what i what i would recommend people really look out for is that stuff that for some reason you can't help but find yourself liking Um, like even if, even if it seems like there's not that much of a connection, like, I mean, I wrote a post about a grocery store, you know, like that, that it doesn't always immediately in your mind seem like something that would fit well on a copywriting and marketing blog. Um, but when you notice things that you like, like make note of it and, and go back and just sort of, you know, if, if you're writing about something like marketing, for example, like ask yourself what's making you like it. Like, what is it about them that created that connection with you? Um, and, and just sort of look for things like that and then look for ways to apply however they've accomplished creating that connection to um, your audience. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think I read in your post. That's really that's what it's all about, right? I mean, you've got to bring it back. Whatever you see, you have to bring it back and... And I wouldn't mm-hmm. say twist it, but apply it to your to your area and see how it applies to your area and why why it's appealed and how you can leverage that 
to learn something. Like you said about how lead pages built anticipation, you noticed right. that it really got your attention and then you wrote about it and you wrote about it as a copywriter because that's what you do. I could write about it more in terms of uh, how they do the process or how they do their website or, or whatever, right. but you just apply it back to your to yourself. So and then you write the post, you try and get as much information as you can, make it useful, break it down, mm-hmm. and then you somehow whether it's you also said you look for people's uh, connection uh, details as well right yeah um so, e- so e- emails and, and tweets and stuff like right that. yeah so basically you know it's always good to know the best way to get in touch with somebody um so you know sometimes it can be hard to find email addresses or it can even get like into like borderline like creepy stalker territory <laughs> if you're like 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 there have been times where I'm like I feel like I'm trying too hard to get this email address like it might be weird um but anyway yeah it's i mean just just take a look at their activity and you know i mean almost anyone that you write about is going to be on twitter but uh that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the best way to get in touch with them. But, but the two that I've found to work best are email and Twitter. Um, and you know, a lot of times you'll email somebody and they might, they may not get back to you, but a lot of times they still read it and that can sort of lead to things down the line. Um, like for, for example, I know that when I, I sent that post about Ramit Seti, you know, to his email address, And like, I didn't hear anything back from him, but I did notice that someone from his company subscribed to my, uh, joined my email list. Uh Uh, So it was some, it was someone who had like an at remitsetti.com name or whatever. Um, so, uh, so, you know, I mean, someone saw it and, uh, who knows, you know, if any, if anything could come of that down the road, um, yeah, but yeah. I think that's very true. I've, I've heard that stories like that before where someone says, you know, sure. as the person themselves, they've said maybe, hey, I'm sorry. I think it was even John Pelagio saying, look, I do notice you. I may not reply, right. but I do notice you. People do notice who's commenting on their blog and who's sending them specific tweets. They general, Generally, they do notice. Mm-hmm, definitely. And so it has a has an impact. And one tip I was just going to give there when I was actually stalking some people as well for email addresses <laughs> is sign up to their newsletter. That's Definitely. Uh, that's, yeah. where, that's where you generally get the uh, email address that they respond to. Because I send some some people I connected with last year Christmas cards. Actually, that was a really good trick. Proper oh, nice. proper mail actually makes more of an impact than anything else. Because <laughs> nobody yeah. gets nobody gets any anymore. You just yeah, get you're just cool getting bills bills in the mail, right? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't. Yeah, they didn't I, all arrive because some people had. Because um, you know you're supposed to put your proper address on the bottom of your email as part of the uh, right. anti-spam. So I used that trick and uh, it had some impact. I mean, I actually wanted, I wrote to people I really wanted to thank because they'd been supportive and, and whatever. It was something that I used to do with all my friends and they all stopped replying. So I stopped sending, <laughs> sending my friends Christmas cards from Switzerland and now oh, I send them to influencers so instead. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Nobody does it anymore. People send electron- right, yeah. electronic Christmas cards or just emails or whatever, but uh I like yeah. making them out of photos that I've taken or whatever, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's a really that's a really cool uh, strategy, and basically, you've ended up with not only a comment from Seth Godin and tweets from the Lead Pages team. You've actually got a job uh, with yeah. Lead Pages, and in, in in six or eight weeks, you're off. So fantastic, yeah. and, and congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. So there you go. That's uh, 
Yeah, is there anything else you quickly wanted to add? That's, I think that rounds up everything we've, we've discussed. Yeah, I, I, I think that's really good. Just, um, yeah, uh, I would, I would say the only, the, the only biggest other sort of lesson I've learned from, from blogging is to, uh, to make it a habit and, you know, to not let one crappy post or one post that doesn't get any response sort of like, dig at you and, and cause you to, to stop writing. And, and like, it's, I, I will say real quickly, just one time when this technique totally like seemed like it backfired on me, it was the second post I ever wrote. Um, it was about how to write a great about page. And I talked about several different about pages. Um, and I, I won't say which one, but I sent, so like anyone who I mentioned in the post, I sent the post to them was like, Hey, you know, I mentioned your about page, uh, you know, hope you don't mind. Um, and, uh, anyway, I didn't hear anything. And then I got a three word email back from one of them and it just said, your post sucked. <laughs> and like, yeah. That's and so bizarre. I was like, yeah, it was just like kind of crushing at the moment. Um, but like, I mean, you know, nothing horrible happened. Uh, and then kind of bizarrely, like a day later, the same person, I, I kind of responded and I was just like, Hey, sorry, you felt that way. Uh, thanks anyway, you know? Yeah, sure. So I, I would say don't take it personally. Um, cause after I sent that back like a day later, <laughs> the person wrote back and they were like, Oh, you know, like I forgot to put a smiley face on that email. So it might've like, I, I was trying to be joking with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, okay, Maybe, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so anyway, yeah, just don't, you know, stuff like that happens. Um, you know, that happened to me. And then my next two posts, I talked to someone from Wistia and, you know, I got hooked up with lead pages. So, so don't let the, the one bad thing kind of slow you down. Yeah. Yeah. And keep working on the, the relationships. That's the, yep. that's the key. Definitely. All right, cool. Well, thanks for your time today, Will. You've really uh, given us some some motivation here. I know it's, uh, I mean, you've had obviously a difficult time with your blogs in the past and now it's finally, uh, it's yeah. finally paid off and that's awesome. Yeah, well, thank, thank you again uh, for having me. I really appreciate it. Great talking to you, Ashley. Yeah, no worries. And we'll we'll probably catch up again in the future. I'll see how things, things are going in lead pages. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to talk about that. All right, cool. All right, thanks and have a great day. All right, yeah, bye. There you have it. Will's knowledge and advice certainly can help us get our blogs, launch our blogs into the stratosphere by getting hold of influencers and important people. I always recommend you do that. It certainly helped me in the past with my blog. I can see in the stats the days where I've written posts that have uh, involved influential people and gotten their attention and gotten them to send out tweets and so forth. So I certainly recommend you do things like that on your blog. It's it's worth not just uh, writing posts and hoping for the best, but actually trying to leverage the reach of important and influential people. That is one of the only ways you're going to get really big in the internet marketing world. And uh, yeah, you need to develop the right relationships, of course. It's not just about getting somebody to tweet and then disappearing. As we talk about in the podcast, of course, it's worth getting to know those people and approaching them in the right way and, if possible, developing a relationship with them and not just the spray and pray techniques that a lot of people use. But uh, yeah, so Will's had some great success. I hope you've learned something from his techniques. He's certainly doing things the right way. And let's see how he goes at Lead Pages. He's going to be starting there in mid-July and I'll get him back on the show to see how that's going. They're an amazing company. 
So thanks for listening. You'll find the show notes under madlemmings.com slash episode 14. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher, I'd really appreciate that. And I'll see you on the next episode.